Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to amplify the voices of those women whose stories are moving and meaningful and compelling, and sometimes really funny. Uh, today, we have a really great, great guest on the show. I happen to know her. I don't always know my guests in advance, but I couldn't help but fall in love before I even invited her to the show. Um, she was recommended to uh, me by a really good friend of ours, Jolene Hughes. Welcome to the show. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Susan. You know, we took a little time off for the holidays and to, you know, lick our COVID wounds and hold our breath for this election and you know the inauguration and all that um but it does seem like it was forever ago that i talked to you so let's catch up why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself well i am a lawyer and i wasn't always a lawyer i actually started out as a music promoter in seattle back in the 90s when the grunge years were happening and uh, so law has been my second profession and i after i after i finished law school, I ended up being uh, in-house counsel at one of the companies that invented streaming media. So I combined all my music experience and business side of things with technology, and that became my great passion. And so I was there for a decade and worked on all of the first agreements and initiatives with digital media in sports and entertainment and music and put them online. And after I was there for a while, I decided you know what, I want to change how law is practiced. So I started my own law firm and I have assembled a team of predominantly phenomenal tech and media women. And we actually serve as in-house counsel um, for a multitude of different types of companies around the globe from gaming to esports to uh, of course music and, and, and entertainment related products, but also a lot of women-run businesses, consumer products, consumer services, and e-commerce. Wow. So, Let me just interrupt there and say, uh, uh, wow, you know, like you sound like the most fun lawyer I've ever, ever, ever known, right? So um, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you bring all this business savvy and experience to the table and not just business. I mean, people think corporate dry. No, fun business, like gigs and stuff. And we think of Seattle rock bands and, you know, you're, you really do, um, personify all the fun stuff we think of when we think of, you know, music and gaming and technology. And then you, you layer that with not just lawyer, but female lawyer. Wow. That's, that's really, you're kind of a unique bird. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think so, but I'm hoping that by the work I'm doing um, and starting my firm and bringing on a lot of other talented women who have interest in the area that that will not be the case forever, that uh, giving back to other female lawyers and, you know, I'm not really gender specific, male lawyers are welcome too, but just empowering women to be in industries that maybe aren't always predominantly female based, I think is something that is so important and having a female vice president is such an inspiration. Um, I think if more women, you know, shared their stories, we could really take over the world, which is, you know, what should happen at some you point. You're totally speaking my <laughs> language. Oh my God. I'm all about storytelling. Um, I'm going to have you on stage at some point when we bring our um, annual storytelling event, we put 14 women on stage and they have 18 minutes to tell the story and it's 
totally full of energy. I mean, this will not be difficult for you. It comes naturally. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you said that. I hope that I'm not unique. I will say maybe that you're a trailblazer, right? So your, your hope is that someday there are lots of women like you who are um, leading the charge, if you will. Why don't you tell me a little bit of all the wonderful things you've done in your career? What might have been your proudest professional accomplishment? You know, I think for me, being at the forefront of when digital entertainment became a thing, because when I started in technology, um, just consumers, the devices, the connectivity was not really up to where the inventions had had um, resonated. So a consumer couldn't necessarily experience things in the way that they can now. And so by being at the forefront, you know, working and, and educating different um, media companies and different uh, companies that wanted to bring their products and services online, that was a real highlight for me to be able to be a lawyer who wasn't just a lawyer, who was really understanding the business, understanding how technology worked, and being perhaps the lone lawyer in a room of maybe eight or 10 um, other lawyers at big media companies like Universal Music or Sony or those areas. That was really, uh, it, it really built up sort of a level of confidence and skill set in, in not just my legal cap capabilities, but um, the ability to understand and explain business. And I think that then taking all of those years of that repeated experience, you know, in gaming and in media and sports, and then bringing that to creating a firm that could then provide such a robust experience for companies of all sizes that ordinarily wouldn't be able to do that and, and, and just bring all that experience. Um, that has been a really proud moment to watch the clients that we have started with from sometimes just, you know, baby startups and now are, you know, have had billions of downloads of their games. Um, so it's just, it's just fun to be part of these life cycles of inventive, creative people and being just a small part of the executive team on those initiatives. So small part, small part, almost like the heart is a small part of the body. Yeah. It's important for sure. But <laughs> I, think, I think that honestly, and you could probably agree with me on this. I think a lot of lawyers get very stuck in the legal part of it. Yes. They get stuck in traditional law firm mentality and and they i think it stymies their not only creative growth but their business acumen like they're not confident well, it's their the safe space yeah and and i just wanted to buck that trend i felt like as uh when i you know when i was in-house and i was hiring law firms to work on projects it was very hard to find the right fit because you know law firms so often look at things as project-based, like, oh, here is a problem for me to solve and now it's done. And yes. we are so much more integrated than that. We're, we're proactive, we're working, you know, in tandem, like almost like an organism. So we're one part of the whole picture that provides a different perspective, almost like when you would hire, say a marketing officer and a financial officer, we look, we fill the role of like the chief legal officer so we can get involved at all different levels, including policy and, and process and operations, which then saves a client, not just money and time, but it also saves them, you know, 
from finding out that they've done something wrong and having the really expense, it, well, it can be a very expensive proposition now trying to fix something that they never even knew was an issue, so. Yeah, if prevention is expensive, try cure. <laughs> if you exactly. Think, you know, um, that's like that bumper sticker you see. Um, if you think education is expensive, try stupidity, you know, or, or ignorance. I don't remember what it says, but it's the point is clear. Yes, we want to try to prevent problems. So be creative in your uh, solutions before you need to implement them. Um, and I, th I, th I think that's the way you are from the long conversation that we've had. Um, I think it was in November, was it? I don't know, but it was really fantastic. It stuck with me. You made quite an impression. And, and look, I meet, I've done what, 300 some odd podcasts and I meet remarkable people, men and women. I have allies on the show as well, all the time. And you really, really do stand out. You're not, um, you're, and I say this with love and with admiration, you're not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, quite honestly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, did someone inspire or motivate or mentor or sponsor you? Like who, who helped you get where you are? I mean, you know, what, what you, kind of, maybe yeah, you, you don't get here, you know, without help. I mean, you just, you know, I think that people have their own specific talents and, you know, and abilities, but I've been so fortunate that in my early, early years, when I was just starting out as a music promoter, um, a woman who is very notoriously respected throughout, not just the Northwest, but the world, her name is Susan Silver. And Susan uh, managed a bunch of the bands that you've all heard of, like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. And she was my wow. first mentor. And she also built a team of very strong women, all of whom I'm still friends with to this day, all of whom have gone out into the world and done really amazing things. But she was this level of calm and cool and, you know, in a, in a very male dominant industry with very few female managers to look up to. Um, she just was classy and had so much integrity and I really feel like in my early years, I was able to start modeling my own behavior um, on that. Like I had someone to look up to and realize really that- You're fortunate that you had that. I know. And, and especially someone who was so um, giving and so willing to let us, you know, all of us in the office do, be who we are as our personalities, but also just, you know, really stressing the importance of believing in who you are, believing in your integrity and, and sticking to that in the face of an industry, music industry, being not always the most, uh, I would say, you, you don't have the most savory characters at all different levels in that industry. Um, and then secondly, um, when I became a lawyer, my first, uh, when I was working for Real Networks, which was the company that invented streaming media, um, I also had a, a lawyer mentor um, and her name is Kelly Jo MacArthur. And Kelly was really, I mean, very similar to Susan in her demeanor, but just the ability to be a general counsel in a tech company in sort of the boom years and be faced with, you know, a lot of behavior that is not considered appropriate at all today anymore and not just tech, but, you know, business generally. 
Um, she built this great team of lawyers and, and she, I don't know, I, I just can't say enough about how much I learned from her and how much she encouraged me on, the, on, on marrying my business acumen with the legal skills I was gaining as a new lawyer and as, uh, you know, as I, I went up through my career. So really amazing female winters. And I'm really proud to say that I brought, I just brought Kelly onto a board, that, an arts board that I'm on in Seattle. So we're gonna get to work together again. So I'm really excited. Nice. Well, um, that reminds me, speaking of boards, we should give a little shout out to Rika Nakazawa, who is yes. um, the CEO of Board Seat Meet. And she's the lovely, amazing, talented, brilliant woman who brought us together. So thank you, Rika. Um, adore her as well. Um, you know, all these unique, inspiring, motivating women uh, in my life. I'm so, I'm so lucky, so lucky. Well, let me ask you this. So quick, quick, doesn't have to be a giant strategy or, you know, and doesn't have to entail lots of thought. Like what can we do, just do day to day on the fly to support other women? How can we, you know, help other women in business? I'll say there's two things that I like to do. I feel like every woman deserves to have the respect of being where they are in the moment in that day. I mean, we're juggling a lot of things. We're multitaskers. Um, women get more done in an hour than a lot of people do. And I think that women need to respect where other women are in their day at all times and, and let them be who they are. Um, the other is, not look at women as competition. Like there is no competition. I'm a real believer in abundance and that my success or someone else's success is not like a void where it takes away from you. I believe that everybody has the ability to have all the success, you know, everything they want, love, hope, inspiration in the world. And so you should, I always take it upon myself to try to make people feel good about what they're doing every day. Um, both of those are you know it starts from inside right so absolutely if you love yourself respect yourself and understand you said it earlier live from a place of abundance not scarcity live out of love and not fear you can do that I mean bazinga that was like the best answer ever <laughs> no shocker that you gave me two great answers, but there's not a person walking this planet who can't just do that. I mean, come on, people. I mean, it's not hard. We're not asking for time or money or attention. Just think about how easy it would be to change your mind. Change your mind. Yep. That's what asking. It changes the world. That's awesome. I love that. So let me ask you, it's not always a bed of roses or a bed of guns and roses <laughs> in your case. What has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? You know, it's funny. <laughs> Sorry, something just crashed outside. I don't know if you need to edit that or not. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is um, I actually, my biggest challenge that I ever had was a huge challenge. Like one of the, I mean, worst things that ever happened to me, but it was also the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, I love those. And it was, I, when I was first starting out after I left uh, Real Networks and I was either going to go back in house somewhere else, um, I decided I wanted to start my firm. And because I hadn't ever worked in a firm, I had this moment of insecurity where I thought, you know what, I really should partner someone who's been in a firm. And so 
I had a mutual friend set me up with a partner and I didn't really know who the, her at all. And it came pretty clear after we signed our partnership papers that let's just say one of us was probably more of a go-getter than the other one. And although it, it sort of played itself out, um, eventually we came to some amicable, what I thought was amicable way to part ways. And she decided and she stated that her desire was to take me down. Wow. And spent two and a half years trying to put me through every mediation, arbitration with, you know, it just felt like I was being hit over the head with just crazy things. And then you realize like it really wasn't about me. It was yeah, really about her. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, yeah. and, you know, but I, you know, it was really hard at the moment not to get, you know, to dragged yeah. into this whole, you know, it was a very depressing time for me because I was starting a new, you know, I, I restarted the firm and I was working with all these great clients, but I was getting attacked every day. Like every day I get some email or some accusation for, you know, a year and it wore on me, I'll be honest with you. Um, but what it did for me when I, and eventually it all worked out and I got, you know, the, the arbitrator saw the light, thank goodness. And um, I was, you know, everything was fine. Like we, everything that we had agreed to in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> what ended up happening, we just had to fight about it for two years. And Some I just people have to jump in the fire. <laughs> I know. And I was just trying to toe the line, you know, the whole time I was just like, you know, this is all I want. This is what I want. And I just kept that going even throughout all of it. And despite all of that, despite all the tears and the, you know, agonizing, you know, you know, moments when it was all over and I look back, I realize how much that experience made me so much more of an empath towards people going through yeah. partnership breaks up, breakups, but it also gave me a thicker skin and a way to compartmentalize emotions when it comes to outside influences trying to bring you down. And so now, but if I didn't have that, um, you know, maybe my experience with COVID wouldn't have been so positive, even though COVID's not positive. I've never let that bring me down. You know, I don't let things bring me down anymore because I realize I have control over my own emotions. I have control over that. And just because someone else says something doesn't make it true. You know, no, and that, I'm gonna ask and that's the bottom line. It's like, it almost made you uh, tougher on the outside, but more in tune on the inside. Would that be fair? Uh, absolutely. Because you know what? I know who I am and I know who my mentors are. I knew what, I know what my values are and I know the level of integrity. I've always made the cornerstone of anything that I do. And just because someone else doesn't that, here's, here's the lesson. When somebody is trying to divert and, and, and do all this stuff to make you feel bad, generally speaking, all you have to do is look back at them and they're just projecting everything about themselves that is wrong. And that's true. When I figured that out, it's just, it, it's just been like a game changer for me. Exactly. That's true. So um, you understand, I mean, I'm not a therapist, but I've, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like an honorary therapist <laughs> um, that 
projection is a powerful thing. I mean, when people don't like something about themselves, they're they're mean to others about that same issue, or they take it out on others, or you see their their gnashing of teeth. That's an issue they have with themselves. So she probably was relentless because she has issues of her own. So yeah, um, you know what? I wished her well. Like I really do mean that. It's like I don't want just because somebody is not you know, doesn't display the best of intentions towards you, you know, the best thing you can do is just wish happiness and kindness on everybody. And it makes them more angry, but you should continue to walk away with your head held high. 100%. That that doesn't affect me. I can only, I can only control myself. That's right. I love you. We talked about this. This is so awesome. I think I mentioned that my kid, when he was, I don't know, 12, he said to me, calm is the samurai's greatest weapon. Like, I think I was, yeah. <laughs> I, was amazing. I was throwing a fit about something. He said, mom, calm is the samurai's greatest weapon. And I just stopped, you know, and I looked at him like he was really weird. And, I, and, then, and then I said, yeah, well, he's got that big ass sword too. <laughs> Um, but he's right. You know, you keep your power, you, you know, nobody, you, you volunteer to be a victim. Right. So I think you are so amazing. I just love you. I just think you're so, so terrific. Um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, it's a point in my show where I call it the wild card question. You don't have to play, but I kind of know you well enough to, I feel like you're, you're, you're all about it. Um, are you willing to play the wild card question? Of course. All right. So I have a box. I don't even know the question. Nobody knows the question. I hope it's a good one. Most of them are good. Some of them are silly, but I have a box of 144 questions and I reach into the box and I pull out a card and then I ask you the question. So are you ready? I, I need some theme music or something. Some <laughs> <laughs> drum roll. There you go there. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Getting to know you even better. A skill or talent you wish you had. Okay, this is easy for me. For someone who has spent, a, you know, a good chunk of my career working on music and music related initiatives. I can't sing and God do I wish I could sing because I love to sing and I still sing. Uh, my husband will will attest to this. I sing anyways, but it's not it's not in anyone's best interest to hear it except for him. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You may be a great singer and just think you aren't. Um, no, um, I'm really, really not. I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God for technology. We can like you know. No, auto tune me. <laughs> Well, you're so fantastic. I adore this conversation. I can't wait to get to Seattle when we when we can travel more readily, um, you know, and not get in trouble for it. Some of us, you know, sneak around with our masks on and just stay six feet apart and maybe hop on a plane for, you know, business purposes. But when we can travel for leisure. And I know, gosh. Be able to have a glass of wine together. I just cannot wait for that day. In the meantime, we have Zoom. We do. Well, listen, Jolene, if people want to reach you and get to know you and fall in love with you like I have, how can they do that? Well, the easiest way is my website, which is hmlglaw.com. And that tells all about my firm. It has my podcast because I also have a podcast called The Lawyer Who Rocks. Um, 
and you're going to, of course, be on that one. So you can look for Susan Yay! on my podcast soon. Um, but yeah, so that's the best way to reach me because my email, everything about me is there. I love that name of your podcast. You are that. That's the, per I mean, that couldn't have been hard to come up with because that's exactly you. I mean, that's amazing. That's spot on. You're Thank amazing. You. You're so much fun. <laughs> you know, people like people who one are smart and two can laugh at themselves, at others and make others laugh, right? You're fun. You're funny. You're smart. You're a creative thinker. You're a fast thinker. Like you're, you're fast on your feet. So um, just really, really great. Good to know you. Well, I just want to keep you like talking to me all day because you are like the best cheerleader <laughs> I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, I am recording this. You, you want to read it? I do. I want to read it over and over again. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, have a good day and thanks for listening, everybody. Look for the blog that I'm going to write. There's a lot of good stuff that you didn't hear about that you can read about. There are going to be some awesome pictures in there that tell the story of Jolene. Like, really awesome. I've seen them already. They're really great. They do tell her story really well in visuals. So, have a good day. Tune in next time. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Susan. You're welcome. Have a good day.